Hi Makers, you're listening to the Our Maker Life podcast and I'm OML Dream Teamer, founder and your host, Jewel Christine. If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity passes away just to spend them with you. So often as makers, our day can feel like life's in a bottle, like the clock is always ticking. From the time we're elementary age, we learn the importance of the clock, the big hand and the smaller hand, the 60-second, 60-minute, 12, 24-hour rotation. We learn the inventiveness of the clock as one of the oldest human inventions ever made, meeting this need to consistently measure the intervals of our days, months, and years. When we're kids, TikTok sounds pretty cool. When we learn the clock's origin, that it's derived from a mix of the Dutch, the Northern French, and medieval Latin, from the Celtic words klagen and cloca, meaning bell, we think that's pretty cool too. You see, whether it's a church bell or a school bell or watching the sand fall in an hourglass or inheriting a bracelet or a pendulum pocket watch from our grandparents, as kids, it's cool to think of time as this awesome and magnificent essence personified. When we're young, time is just naturally thrilling and imaginative and innocent. Our days are as exciting as playing hide-and-seek, and for us as kids, time means exactly that. Time. Time to be free and to run about our playgrounds and backyards and ride our bikes and just go from morning to night with this beautiful adolescent stride. As kids, most days, I don't think we notice the stress on the face of the adults around us. We didn't always see the fatigue, the anxiety, the worrisome look of the older folks to keep everything balanced and finished in time and paid on time. Because when you're young, how the world is made, how it works, how it runs, is not all shown to you at once. The world does a good job of reminding you that time is more so just a colorful four-letter word, as if it doesn't really define the physical world, but rather something more simple. Clouds are just clouds. Sky's not falling. Someone else, someone bigger and more mature, fights our battles so that we can simply focus on the life and times of being a kid. No rush, no heavy responsibilities. Things are okay. We can breathe and live in the moment. In your youth, it's okay to focus on having fun and being happy and just going to school to learn what it means logistically when the big hand and little hand on the clock both line up on 12 and to not ask too many questions beyond that when it comes to time and stress and the hustle and bustle of life. Because when you do, When you try to grow up too fast, your parents will tell you to wait until you're older, and then you'll see life as an adult, complete with real-world battles and fights. And the feeling of time and stress changes, and the clock doesn't seem as logistically cool as it did before. In fact, time, no matter how technologically advanced and digitally cool we try to make it, weighs on us as a generation now, more than it ever did when we were kids. And some days the clouds hang too low and feel too dark, and the sky does feel like it's falling. But now that we're all grown up, we have to learn quickly to take a breath and jump in the ring with life. This is the real world. And now we see that our parents were right. Now we see the whole story. Life is a fight. It is a battle. And we too have to be brave in order to survive it. As makers, we very often find bravery. We find it when we pull out our basket of yarn and fresh needles, when we take out our patterns and projects and process, when we grab our crochet hooks and coffee, 
In that moment, I think every single one of us in our own way is determined to breathe and give life a little uppercut and show it who's boss. But let's be honest too, even as makers, we're still human, we still get stressed. It's interesting to think about it this way, but even as makers, we can sort of feel like boxers, like we're fighting in the World Heavyweight Championship boxing match all our own. Children, little and big, all alike, will be coming to see the fight game. I'm the resurrected, the savior of the whole game. Every day day I'm in the newspapers, you get tired of reading about me. About all magazines, game. everything. I'm a big man. I guess That's the way I like it. That makes me rumble. <laughs> Don't we rumble? Float like, like a butterfly and sting like a beast. Cassius Clay, better known as Muhammad Ali, was an actual boxer. And he wasn't just any boxer, he's among the greatest boxers of all time. Ali defied all odds. He was a maker in his own right, a poet, an artist, and he inspired the world. In his heyday, people say that there was no one like him that had ever stepped foot in the ring. And when he died this month from septic shock after battling Parkinson's disease for decades, at the age of 74, he was still proving how he was the greatest. But now the greatest can rest. Now he doesn't have to worry about war or religion or boxing matches or time anymore. And the world and the media at large will continue to celebrate Muhammad Ali as someone who stepped in the ring unlike anyone ever will again. Cassius Clay of Chicago challenges Gary Joyce, the Eastern heavyweight champ, and Joyce is in trouble from the first round on. People say that people are bigger in death than they are in life. That won't be the case with Ali. His life was so full, his life was so well known, he was watched and witnessed all over the world. From the time he came on the scene after the, when he won an Olympic gold medal and transitioned into professional boxing where he stunned the world by beating a heavy, heavily favored Sonny Liston to win the world's heavyweight championship. He transcended his sport almost from the beginning when he came out of the Olympics with his brash talking and he backed everything up he said in the ring. He was known for his poetry, his taunting of opponents. He was a great promoter. Round five. This will be no contest. This will be a total annihilation. Any special training? No special training. Just be at the fight. I'm ready to back up everything I'm saying. He'll be remembered for some of his great fights, the Rumble in the Jungle, the Thriller in Manila, and of course the fight right here in New York when he was defeated by Joe Frazier in Madison Square Garden and still what was one of the biggest fights and most memorable fights ever in the history of that building. What I'll remember Ali for the most is what he did outside the ring how he stood up and said he would not go to Vietnam, he would not be drafted. He was stripped of his boxing license by all the commissions across the country. He couldn't fight in those years when he could have made so much more money. He stood by his principles though and eventually came back. But by that time he was just not a boxer anymore. He was a world figure. His stance against the war propelled him to be accepted all over the world. People related to this guy because he took a stand and stood by it. He actually sacrificed. Many athletes today, most of them, wouldn't sacrifice their endorsement money for, for political reasons or religious beliefs. That's what I'll remember about Ali most. He took a stand, he walked alone, and will be remembered by millions for that. That was the New York Daily News giving their respects to Ali as both a boxing legend and a global icon. And I think even as knitters and crocheters, if we went forth with the bold ambition and courageous determination of Muhammad Ali, I think we'd all float like butterflies and sting like bees. I think then we'd feel better equipped about time, 
more brave about the clock. But what do we do practically when life feels too hard? When we're so stressed and so anxious about things? I came across a YouTube channel by Megan Livingstone recently. She also runs her own blog of the same name, MeganLivingstone.com. Megan is a certified holistic nutritionist, and she believes that simple living is a key to de-stressing, as well as eating well, thinking good thoughts, using chemical-free products, and doing what makes you really happy. Tens of thousands of people follow Megan on her YouTube, and she recently gave some practical tips and shows how to do three deep breathing exercises and techniques to reduce stress and anxiety. Here's a snippet. The three breathing techniques that I'm gonna share with you guys today are pursed lip breathing, equal breathing, and alternate nostril breathing. When you're doing deep breathing, there's obviously lots of different methods in the way of how many seconds you inhale and how many seconds you exhale, and there's lots of different ways to go about it that way. Um, but I think that the best way for you to do it is what feels the most comfortable and the most calming for you. So before you begin, of course, you want to be seated very comfortably. Just seated very comfortably. You don't want to be slouching. You don't want to be, you know, too upright. You just want to be comfortable. You can rest your hands in your lap. That's usually what I like to do. Or you can put a hand on your chest and a hand on your abdomen. Whatever works for you. Just so the first technique here is called pursed lip breathing. I think it's also known as resistance breathing um, just because the way that you exhale, the air is forced to come out a lot slower because you're pursing your lips. What you do is you're going to inhale anywhere from four to five seconds and then you're just going to exhale with pursed lips. You can time it if you want to kind of breathe out for five seconds. I just kind of let the air naturally flow out in whatever amount of time that it takes. And inhale through the nose for four seconds. And exhale. Inhale four seconds. Again, inhale for four seconds and exhale. The second technique that I'm going to share with you is called equal breathing. And this one is where you essentially breathe in for five seconds and you'll breathe out for five seconds. Just going to inhale for five seconds through your nose. for five seconds or for seven to eight seconds through your nose as well. Inhale five seconds. Exhale. Inhale five seconds. The last technique that I'm going to share with you guys is called alternate nostril breathing. What you're going to do is with your thumb, you're going to cover your right nostril and you're going to inhale through your left nostril. You're going to release the thumb, cover your left nostril with your ring finger and exhale through the right. And you're going to inhale through the right. Cover 
cover the right nostril with your thumb and exhale through the left. And then we can do it again. You can inhale through the left. Cover the left nostril, release the right, exhale through the right. Keep following that alternate nostril breathing for as long as feels comfortable for you, maybe one minute, maybe two minutes, you can do it for five minutes. I hope Megan's breathing techniques and Muhammad Ali's story and my words encouraged and inspired you a little more today. I know that we're all great makers and that time is of the essence, but I think it's good for us to every now and then take a look away from the clock and just enjoy our own presence. To relax and work on our passions, yes, but to also breathe and be content in our maker life as it is in this very moment. Because I think the simplicity of that over and over defines who we are and our true greatness. Speaking of great things, my dream team and I are so excited as our We Are Knitters knitting kits are here in preparation of our first summer maker meetup event. From the very beginning of this movement, We Are Knitters has shown so much support and my dream team and I truly know that WAC kits define happiness in a kit. And we're just so excited to have them as our exclusive event sponsor and we hope all of you are excited too about our knit along, which will be a part of our July 30th event in New York City. We can't wait to meet all of you makers. We are currently capped and sold out, but if you are still interested in attending in the event that room opens, be sure to sign up on our waiting list. And if you're interested in bringing some cool topics here to the blog or podcast, Allison, Kelly, Nathan, Kathleen, and myself would love to hear from you. So feel free to shoot us an email at ourmakerlife at gmail.com. And until then, makers, keep dreaming, keep making, and keep planning your time. But don't forget to bask in your moment. Don't be afraid to take life outside of the box and to see how valuable your present and your presence truly is. Never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. I've looked around enough to know you're the one I want to go.